Welcome to the Small Biz Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Jason. I share tips about Facebook advertising, YouTube marketing, general digital marketing, entrepreneurship, and more. Enjoy your stay. Hello, 92. Welcome back to the Three Marketers Show. All right. Good evening. Good evening, everyone. As you can see today, tonight we have May here. You know, May was Hello. here. Uh, you know, talking about you know discussing about the Pinterest marketing. But I think today, um, May is joining us to discuss a very interesting topic. So yeah, I mean, we're just gonna let Manfred do it. I don't know, see whether he can do a better job or not. So Manfred, can we can we have you to introduce May a little bit before we hand the baton over to May to introduce herself to I mean in her own way. So how did you meet her? Yeah, I I always not prepared for introduction. Always after nineteen. Like that, ninety two episodes. Yeah, and he tells you we, we met in in uh, one of the insurance companies in Singapore, so we were colleagues. Uh, but uh, in I was in the regional office. Hers is more in the local office. So to uh, talk and uh, help each other out in terms of insurance. So uh, later on, we move on to do other things. Then I was quite surprised she was doing Pinterest. So one year ago, I invited her to, to, to come to our show to talk about Pinterest. Then I discovered more that actually Pinterest is more popular in US and UK. So I'm not the Pinterest expert. Nah, so maybe let me talk more. Okay, that's all. <laughs> Okay, all right cool. thanks Manfred. okay that that's a short one so that's, much that's for ah. <laughs> okay okay uh, i'll give it to you so may share with us what do you do i mean it's been a year since we last met yeah uh, is there any update about things to do and mm -hmm. yeah. oh i haven't things haven't changed that much okay. um so <laughs> i'm a um i'm a pinterest strategist meaning i help uh business owners grow their you know, business with Pinterest to use Pinterest as a marketing marketing channel. Mm. So what I do is um, I help these online business owners. I work with international clients um, who um, need help to drive traffic to their website. And I use I, I help them uh, by using Pinterest, just like how you would use social media. And yeah. Pinterest is just one of those marketing channel that I specialize in. All right. All right. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, if like Jason was asking how if things have changed over the past year. So the past three years, I was um, working mostly with clients one on one, one on one as a service provider, helping them, um, you know, like manage their Pinterest account and just Earlier this year, I I launched um, uh, a course to help people who wanted to do DIY Pinterest. So that that's the thing that changed. If you ask me how things have changed, but I still work with clients one on one. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. I think uh, yeah. I mean, Pinterest is really something that is very uniquely, I think, in the state, right? Most of the clients coming yeah. from. Uh, Has it changed? World. Has it yes. changed since then? Do you see any growth um, in uh, Asian countries and all? Yeah. Not really in Southeast Asia, although yeah. that's my hope in the future. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but I think right now it's more of the, you know, the the big uh, countries like US, UK a little bit and Australia. Even Australia, Ooh. they're not that familiar with Pinterest. Um, but and also because a lot of the new features that Pinterest is launching um, in recent years, they usually release to US and US first, and then Canada and you know other mm -hmm. countries like UK and um, Australia. So I I guess it's also because of the lower usage in you know in other countries like Asia that we don't get access to the latest features that Pinterest um, launches. It's it's a chicken and egg thing. We don't have. Yeah. Like low usage, so they don't really makes sense. Like they, they yeah. need to serve the major markets. Yeah. But is this yeah. still predominantly women? The last time I think we recall was about eighty plus percent. Was yeah, users were yeah, women. Yeah, right? um, maybe so about seventy percent now. But oh, okay. but still predominantly women. I see. Yeah. Predominantly still predominantly. <laughs> yeah. Before that, before before you go, I mean, before you go, I just want to update everyone who is uh, watching uh live i uh, just want to tell you that uh, the chat feature is not working right now as in I'm, I'm not able to read your chat on the stream room right now 
and I'm not able to pin your chat. So if there's anything that you're talking, I already have Manfred Manning, the Facebook side. I'm looking at the YouTube side and uh, Andrew will be watching it on the LinkedIn side. Yes. So feel free to pop your questions on each platform, but, uh, but we won't be able to pin your comment. I'm just going to like read it out loud. If there is any, I can see there are two comments coming in, Manfred. Uh, can you actually check on your side? One is from oh. Chiwai, which is uh, got pretty guess. Then Manfred's sure Kanchong already. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That's that, huh? Okay, okay. Then we agree with you, Manfred. Already, you see the intro already like kind of kaput anyway, but usually kaput <laughs> intro lah, huh? But that's that's like the signature of Manfred. So just want to update you guys about what's going on, just in case we are not ignoring you. Okay, it's just Melon App is acting up on us again as usual. It happens. It it's happened. Okay, so now I just want to anchor back the whole discussion uh, into the topic today, which is we. Uh, thank you for starting the topic. Really, I love the topic, mate. Um, it's about starting an online service-based business. This is like today. I think uh, we want to actually. I believe a lot of us are kind of like running some sort of like online business in a way. Of, but your positioning, you're talking about the online-based business. I just want to quickly check. How do you define? online service-based business right now so that mm -hmm. we can quickly you know position the discussion into the right angle sure so how i would define it is you know um providing a, a service uh remotely to anyone um in the, from you know to anyone any business owner in the online sorry in the world right. uh, so you can be in Singapore and work with someone from the US or work with someone from Malaysia. Recently, I had a client from Malaysia and um, that was oh. my first, oh, not my first, but I think I would say my second client who yes. who's from, uh, from Asia, one of them. The other one was a company I worked, uh, a local company that I worked with. Um, yeah, and this lady also served the online business world. She, so she is also a, a service provider who works with uh, clients from different, uh, from all over the world. <laughs> Sorry, I'm digressing a bit, but what no, I mean okay. to say is, yeah. Not as bad as me. As we love the story as, part of it. We love the story part of it. I think it's this interesting. Yeah. Thanks for sharing this. So, so she's so, looking for expansion into Pinterest or basically getting her brand into Pinterest? Yes, okay. Why? Because her audience is uh, mostly in the states. Yeah, yeah. She's, oh, okay. yeah. So I guess we are all safely categorized as, you know, online service-based business as well. Because our clients are coming from um, all over the world, right? All yeah. over the world, and the first thing first is like, and the most importantly, we are not meeting them in any way. It's just virtually mm -hmm. everything virtual right now. Correct. So um, I can also categorize uh, our friends in Philippines if they are like virtual assistants. They are part yes. of that as well. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. So I, I guess we want to quickly kickstart the discussion today as in like, um, let's say what what's what's your 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 opinion about is it is it easier to start an online service based business right now compared to uh, you know earlier as when you started? Uh, what changed? Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's easier nowadays because after COVID COVID, um a lot of people went online, right? Um and the market is in a way more saturated, but also a lot of people are more familiarized with the concept of using Zoom for video calls or you know, using all these apps and tools to get things done online. Um, so when I was getting started, it, I wasn't so that early. Uh, that was in 2018. Um, I guess it was, one of the you know one thing that i wished was that i had someone i could talk to you know around my circle of friends who understood this thing that i was doing <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah it's like a it's like a foreign thing but nowadays i guess you know the concept of virtual assistant and all i think it's it's more getting um what do you call it it's, it's, it's common it's, it's, it's like yeah a, getting more common, common. Yeah. and to be honest yeah, and to be honest, I started as a virtual assistant. I didn't start as a Pinterest manager. I just niched yeah. down into Pinterest later on. Yeah. Mm. Is it difficult to niche in? I seem like, you know, like as we start general, I mean, what would be your take? Like, yeah, like, because today 
I was just having a discussion with a client uh, from the state as well. You know, she's actually starting an agency, and uh, she's toying with the idea where she, I mean, uh, whether she wants to go like broad, as in like service as many people as possible, or to niche into specific so-called industries and all that. Because she was thinking, would that be easier? I, I mean, was thinking from a few angles, would it be easier for her to learn and uh, to gain, kind of like the authority, uh, to do, I mean. What would be your take on this? I think when you're just starting out and you're not sure yet, uh, you know what to specialize in. It makes sense to start offering general services or something more than one thing, so that you you hands on and you know what you actually like. Unless you are very specific, oh, I I'm really good at copywriting. I want to be a copywriter, uh, f- you know, uh, or for this specific niche. Then, I mean, you. you but if you are not sure yet, you know where um, at the first point of entry where you want to, you know, explore different options, yeah. you can start with a, a general service. Um, but the drawback with, a, you know, a generalist and is that if if let's say someone comes to your website, you know, and they see a list of services, everything under the sun, yeah. and at the at the end of the day they might get confused and they might just go for someone who is specialized in the thing that they are looking for so yeah for me i found that when i was a va it was as from a service provider point of view it was hard to juggle different things because i was doing it solo i didn't have a you know a team under my belt um it was hard to like learn different things at the same time and serving different things, Mm -hmm. uh, different clients who has different needs Um, versus when I niche down to Pinterest, people come to me as as an expert when they're looking for an expert. You are able to charge higher for your services and uh, you are, and you are also, it's also easier for you to streamline and packages package uh, how your pricing, you know, like how you deliver your service. And um, even if you want to delegate to someone, you know, you have this set of um, procedures that, you know, it's pretty more straightforward and simplified because maybe because I like to simplify things <laughs> instead of confusing High five. Um, myself. <laughs> yeah, serious. I, I totally agree with that because, uh, yeah, I mean, this is just I can quickly probably share my experience a little bit when I was starting out as an agency. Mm-hmm. At one point, I started to do a lot more things. You know, I started to take in instead of just Facebook ads management or even the Facebook page management that I was doing back then, mm-hmm. I started to add in like, you know, I say I also do website, you know, I build website and I also do mobile apps and I also do design. And I was like, seriously, then all of a sudden I need to actually expand the team because I need someone to take care of the design part. I need someone to take care of the, uh, you know, because it's very difficult for us to just switch from one task yeah. to another and that's to right. be able to stay on top of things at the same time. Yeah. I think that's a very difficult thing. Yeah. So eventually I totally agree with you because the moment we specialize into really like, you know, back then Facebook advertising, I mean, there's only one thing to do. So the whole thing has got its SOP, yeah. you know, and a lot, everything becomes so manageable and delegatable. I totally agree with that. Yeah. So, I mean, I just want a quick check. I mean, the other day, I think we spoke to, uh, Tifa, right? She is uh, she's also a freelancer mm. and uh, a specialized copywriter, freelance copywriter. So she was saying one year ago. So yeah, it's about one year ago. I probably should talk to Tifa again. So she was saying uh, she was suggesting for everyone to start. Uh, you should go places like you know Fiverr. Uh, what was Upwork. the other one again? Upwork, Upwork, and all these yeah. places to start getting clients. Because mm-hmm. I mean. Uh, she's saying it's it's a good place to start uh, getting yourself out there and uh, start getting yourself exposed to the opportunities and do some work to get started in order what would be your suggestion or your your you know in order for i mean for those who just want to start it get started Mm -hmm. on uh, building an online service-based business um where should we start oh i i totally agree about starting from fiverr and up upwork um but the only thing is that i couldn't I didn't try Fiverr, but I couldn't get into Upwork. When oh. that that's the 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 first uh, point of entry, right? When you are looking to freelance to to offer a service, um, so that's what I did as well. I tried uh, 
going into Upwork and they said, as a virtual assistant, and they said, there are too many people, you know, who specialize in the same thing as you. So, right. you know, we, we don't have any vacancy at the same time. Uh, it could vacancy, be. Somebody say that. No, not vacancy, sorry. Um, no, no, no space, yeah, yeah, <laughs> no space for, for you. Your yeah. Kind of, yeah. But then when it be, I became a Pinterest manager at first, I also tried that. Maybe it could be just that the way I wrote my profile wasn't, you know, the the kind that, you know, what they want to see. Um, but anyway, mm. um, so so Upwork is an option. Fiverr, I would say it's it kind of, I've never tried it. So I, I don't have much comment on that. Um, but I have tried one service before on Fiverr and that was, uh, I didn't have any bad experience. I had only good experience with that Fiverr service. Um, so for me, when I started, I also tried to look for those um, directories, you know, the, oh. not not directories, um, other, yeah, other freelancer listings yep. similar to Upwork, but they, they didn't really work. So where I got my first client was from a Facebook group. Oh. Uh, so there are Facebook groups where business online business owners hang out. So what you do is just hang in, hang, hang, hang out there and um, you could provide value or suggestions that, you know, like if they, if people ask any questions, you just provide value there. Mm -hmm. And sometimes there will be like job openings. That's where you go and comment. Um, and then, you know, you, you, you send them to your portfolio or um, yeah. link. Yeah. Facebook advertisement also. Facebook advertisement. Oh, oh you mean in some groups? We add groups out there. You join, okay. you answer questions. Then some people, third, third person, fourth person will jump in. Then mm. The more you're able to customize the solution to that problem. Yeah, yeah, it works. Pitfalls, you have to stand up, right? Yeah. The pitfalls yeah. that you do, if you insist that you want to do it this way, you don't increase your budget so and so forth. Then people, after some time, people will trust you. Then people will want you to resolve their other problems yourself. So mm -hmm. this is very shine inside a chat group. Uh, just a yeah. good support uh, after all. I think Jason had experience with that also. Man. You mean what? Facebook group? Yeah. Uh, questions. And when you start, uh, when you start, uh, when you have. Okay. For me, it's no. I create my own group. Uh. Sorry, Ming. I mean. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, I was just saying, I I actually never really participate in groups. Sorry, Jason is yeah. another level. Yeah, I mean, I start my own group. <laughs> no, 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 it's not another level. Because to me, I, I, I totally believe in commenting and getting active in groups. Mm. Okay, it's just that I, I'm seriously, I'm not a chatty person. I even make a rule oh, that I, I don't you. reply, you know, yeah, for those who comment on my YouTube videos and all that, I make a point that I don't reply. And I will only answer your questions on, on my AMA. So I really can't do that. I, I can't. But but that, I totally agree with, with you, uh, May. It works to help you get a few, I mean, especially your first few clients to get started. Yeah. Because that's how you quickly build your reputation as well. Yeah. 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 Uh, so nowadays, I don't really, I still hang out in Facebook groups, but not to look at those job posting threads. Um, that can be quite time consuming, but in the beginning when you don't have any class, you know, plenty of time. that's where you start. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it's, it's like, it's not about spamming, but more about contributing. giving value, contributing. Yes, that's yes. the word. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think and, that's the fine line. So, I got my first two clients from uh, the same Facebook group, um, from the same thread, actually. So funny. Yeah. And then after that, I started trying out, you know, cold emailing and by oh. cold email, cold emailing tends to get a bit of a bad rap and it sounds a bit icky, right? Yeah. But it doesn't have to be, you know, uh, you are not, if you are blasting to like hundreds of people at the same time with the same message, of course, nobody's going to reply you. So, um, so when I call email, I make sure that I do a research on that company, that, that client person first, um, to see where I can, you know, fill in with my services, you know, if that's uh, my ideal client and you just write a very, um, personalized email for each and every, uh, cold email that you send. It's not a blanket, uh, 
yeah. can be a template, but then you, you have to customize it. It's not a blanket, like blasting email. And that works actually not every time, but uh, at least I get a reply, whether it's a yes or a no. Mm. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's quite a hustle because, um, yes. to be frank, this is what's, what, this is what is stopping a lot of so-called, um, startup freelancers or, you know, yes. startup online service providers, because getting the first few clients so difficult it's so hard yeah, yeah. it's so hard it took and me three months you know <laughs> wow that's long yeah three months of just uh have you ever thought of like, like giving up it's like maybe it's not for me three oh, months definitely definitely yeah right i mean uh it's it's very important to get at least you know the first few clients because that's where you build your yeah you, know, your you start confidence. to get motivated right your kind right. of confidence yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what about the entire journey is in like, how did you really build your reputation? Because it's like a chicken and egg situation before you have client, uh, you know, like you need your, a little bit of like, kind of like uh, credentials or probably your, your, your password to actually convince your client. But when you don't have it, it's kind of like difficult, but when you have more clients, then you probably want to think about how can you actually strengthen and build your reputation to get better clients or more clients in the future. So how do you balance this and, which one is okay. more important? I mean, yeah, uh, yeah that, that's true. Like build, building your reputations, part of it is marketing, right? Yeah. Um, so when I got busy with the first few clients, I had like a real struggle with managing my time. Do I focus on client work? Do I focus on marketing? <laughs> and if I'm busy with client work, I tend to like, don't have the time to post on social media and stuff. So the first, uh, one year plus, I was really struggling with like how to uh, put my name out there. And and uh, what happens is the feast and famine cycle, right? Freelancer, um, you, you have clients, you're busy with client work. And after that, the clients are gone and you start to market and start to hustle again. It's yeah. a never ending cycle. So, so you, you have a very good point that you need to build that reputation, that credibility. Um, the very first thing I did was, you know, I decided to start a blog um, and uh, put like started a blog. I wasn't that consistent with writing, creating content, but I started to write about Pinterest marketing and clients started to come in from Google search. Whoa. So I no longer had to go to Facebook groups to look for clients. Uh, they either come from referrals or from Google search. So, so I, I really think that blogging, it can be a slow, can be really a slow growth compared to YouTube, you know, YouTube, like if you can do video is, is, a, it's a faster growth, but, um, getting visible on Google, it takes, it took some time, but it just snowballs over time, right? You, yeah. your, your content gets, you know, found when people are searching for Pinterest manager or, uh, looking for some Pinterest advice. So that, that's the first thing that's, uh, like creating evergreen content. I, it's funny. I, I'm active on Instagram, but I, to be honest, I don't really enjoy Instagram. Maybe because of that, my energy level is not there. Maybe that's why I haven't found Instagram to be a good, um, you know, lead, um, uh, it brings in email subscribers to my email list sometimes, but not really the right fit clients. Right. Um, I get DMs sometimes, uh, direct messages sometimes, but not the right fit clients. They're looking mm. for something else or, you know, mm. um, and uh, so, so social media is another way you can build your credibility. Blogging can be a long form blogging. It's not for everyone, right? Not for everyone. Um, no, I can't. I die. You know, seriously. <laughs> Same here. For me, video is intimidating to me. So I, oh, okay. I prefer to write. I, I prefer to stay behind the screen. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. And, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. You're saying? Sorry. Please go ahead. Uh, if you ask me to go on, it's, it's going to be. It's okay. I mean, oh, okay. Then no. I mean, yeah, because uh, a few questions coming in, but before that, Sharon was saying, Congrats for not giving up, May. Never oh, easy. Thank you. Yeah. 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 So, coming from a woman who never gives up. Sharon, you have to, you have to go and watch Sharon's episode. Yes. Like, crazy. She, she is like, uh, you know. Oh, yeah. I think story. I watched it. Yeah. It's about I think several episodes spaces, like, right? 90, yes. Yes, yes. yes. 90. That's Sharon. That's Sharon. Okay. Now, Chiwai has a question. J 
Just now, you mentioned that you help client, I mean, you help manage client's Pinterest page. Is there any third-party tool that allows you to manage and lock in multiple accounts at one go for content planning, scheduling, etc.? So that's the first question. Yes. Yes. Okay, so what is. would that be? Tailwind. T A I L W I N D. I use Tailwind to schedule Pinterest. Otherwise, you'll have to spend like many more hours if you are trying to schedule everything from Pinterest. So, Tailwind is Tailwind. a scheduler. Uh, yeah. Does it work across uh, not other multiple accounts though? Sorry. Oh, does it work across other social media or is it Tailwind primarily for Pinterest? No. Now they have Instagram as well. They started with Pinterest. Now they have Instagram Instagram scheduling tool as I well. See. Okay. Well, you can also cross share your Instagram posts to Facebook. I think they are coming with Facebook also. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Oh, Facebook creator has that for Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, that's Facebook mm -hmm. and Instagram. That's, that's 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 that. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So it's Tailwind. Tailwind. You can use the Meta Business Suite will be sufficient. Uh. But unless you choose the cover image of the, the Instagram post, then you choose the creator studio. But uh, GY, go and check the Pinterest episode previously one year ago done by May. <laughs> does a demonstration also. Oh, oh yeah. We need a tailwind demo. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Quite impressive. Yeah. Episode right. one. I forgot it earlier. Never mind, GY, you go and find out. Definitely you were there, GY. So you asked the same question. But thanks for you know spice up the discussion. I like it. Or oh, probably you forgot about that. Age. Okay. Now, now we have another question. Nah, just kidding, lah. Okay. Now we have a we have a question from Jing. Uh, good good evening, all. Just a question. When cold emailing, where do you get their emails? Which is ah. research company or just try your luck? Uh, mm, that's um, a good question. I just go to their website and find their contact form or their email address. Wow. Uh, back then, if they don't have an email address, then I'm stuck. I can message them. But now there is a tool. There's a Chrome in extension. I need to find that called Get Email or something. That's a few you, tools if you, about that. Yeah, yeah. So you can if you install if you're using Chrome browser and if you install that extension, you can look for Google uh, Find Email Address Chrome extension. You will find a few. Yeah. And yeah. Some of them are like Hunter IO. Oh yes, Hunter IO. Yes, yeah, that's that's, one that's the, the one I tried before. Yeah, Hunter IO. Okay, but primarily they use for LinkedIn though. I think Hunter is for you. Oh, okay. Uh, PY for doing a service. Uh, episode thirty-two. Oh, there you go. Hey. Uh, See, that's that fine. Cool episode. thumbs up for you. Power. The keeper of three marketers directories. One year, one year, <laughs> one year, one year, sixty over weeks ago. Huh? Yeah. Crazy how time flies, man. Seriously. So I mean, yeah, you're just saying about the striking of balance. I totally agree with you. Is this a, um, yeah, because I started out back then, you know, when I when I got busy with clients' work and I was like, you know, seriously, no time. But I mm -hmm. guess if there is anyone starting out, I guess uh, it's beneficial to set aside some time at least. Say maybe like just half a day every week, you know, you just empty yourself and do some marketing, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, you, you can choose. I mean, when it comes to content creation, I guess it's really about finding the 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 so called the, I mean, the format that you are comfortable with. Yeah. Like we have two extreme yeah. here. May is into writing, you know, totally powerful and uh, has got a lot of long tail effect, and it works really well in the long term. I can't write, so I have to speak. You know, so I, I just do a lot of videos. But if you want something quick, I just want to probably give you a bit of comparison. But May said it takes a while for writing. Okay, and YouTube, my, I mean, when it comes to YouTube, uh, I guess I started seeing traction in just like about two months. It's actually pretty mm. fast. Pretty yeah, fast. that's fast. Really fast, you know. And uh, in two months time, I dominated a, a niche. So the YouTube is just normal landscape YouTube. It's not YouTube Shorts, huh? Yeah, no. the normal landscape. No, it's just normal YouTube. It's not Shorts, huh? No, it's not YouTube Shorts. I mean, YouTube Shorts doesn't work as good as uh, Instagram. Instagram, uh, if you Instagram if you ask me, TikTok. Uh, yeah, I mean TikTok is okay. I, I can share a bit based on my experience because I actually tried experimenting a little bit on. I'm uh, thinking of trying, but then yeah, again. 
I know. And definitely I know not observed. doing dancing videos. Definitely I, not no, no, doing no, no, dancing no. videos. You know, what kind of video can we be... do? Yeah, we, we, yeah, we do sharing video. It's yeah. like talking head kind of thing. Just talk yes. about one topic at a time. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Actually, if you go to TikTok, right, you go and find uh, like whatever Pinterest marketing, I bet there will be some videos uh, like that already. Oh, so okay. all we need to yeah, do is just I, to look I at how they, some. yeah, how they do it. Mm -hmm. So what I, what I did was I actually created 30 videos. Um, but what I want to share with you, like the other day, Andrew was saying it's easier to create one minute video. Right. Da, I was thinking about that. Da, so <laughs> tough. Because when you to, to talking, get you people talk. to stay, no, no, no. It's no, so creating tough to stay within a minute. Ah, okay. Yeah. It's so tough to stay within a minute because yeah. usually we just yam away. You see, like, you mm -hmm. know, talkative people like us. And uh, in order to stay within a minute, then you got to make sure that you don't, uh, uh, and all these things. So yeah. tough. Oh, so tough. Takes so much more practicing, actually. Yeah. No, because yeah. I was talking to Jason. Uh, he's been asking me to go to YouTube. And I was thinking, <laughs> you know, imagine creating a 30 minutes video or 45 minutes video. There's so much preparation and all. Then I discovered that YouTube watches is one minute. I think it's okay, right? you know, you just say what you want to say, theoretically speaking, for one minute, and you're done. Then so I asked, I posted a question, I said, is YouTube Watch a good option? And it's telling me that it's a lot more difficult. I don't know. I haven't tried yet. I was thinking like 30 minutes video, one minute, one minute, just like this, done, should be easier, see? We'll yeah, see. I mean, if you want me to do like a, like one shot, 10 videos to be edited into, into YouTube without counting the length, right? I can right. do it just like one take. I see. But when, when you want me to do like this kind of, wow, one minute video is very difficult. Oh, okay, now if you want to launch this, uh, I actually tried, you know, I, I created a few videos and I tried on three platforms. I posted it on Facebook, uh, no, no, not Facebook, Instagram Reels, uh, TikTok, mm -hmm. what was that again? The other one is YouTube Shorts. Okay. Okay, actually the best performing one is still Instagram Reels. Oh, oh. really? Yeah, I mean, oh, just, okay. just to feel I've the I've been context. told that TikTok gets more views and like uh, faster for followers. Kind of video. Maybe I'm not handsome uh. enough. <laughs> Pretty lady maybe, like, Manfred Golden maybe better. I, I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'll just give you some uh, numbers. Okay, man, for you hold it there, huh? numbers, huh? Okay, on average, I get 3,000 views on uh, IG. Okay. On average, each video about two to 3,000 views. Let's make it like three. And uh, for the same video, I get about 20, 30 views on YouTube. Oh. Yeah, and on TikTok, I get about 20, 10 to 20 views on TikTok. <laughs> That's kind of number. What is Maybe asking? TikTok needs. How how often do you post on TikTok? When I was I mean, doing I, it, I, I, I do daily. Daily, yeah, yeah. I've been. I heard that people who post, people, yeah. When you're getting started, you want to post on TikTok daily for that to get that faster growth. Yeah, maybe it's the, and I also learned that TikTok can be a search engine as well, like people are searching using the, the hashtags are uh, mm. actually search terms, not like Instagram where yeah. you have the fancy words. Yeah. Uh, hashtags hashtags are search terms. Uh, at a title, they don't have a description like YouTube Shorts. Because no? YouTube oh, yeah. Shorts, yeah. mm -hmm. Shorts, oh, yeah. Shorts itself. So yeah, squeeze in within that limit. I think it's uh, 80 or 150, I can't remember. So in the same scenario, like Jason, uh, <clears throat> I'm also doing IG Reels, TikTok, and YouTube Shorts. Same, but the it's a bit unfair comparison because the IG and the Facebook account has been around for some time, so the the yeah, is, is is better, and uh, TikTok actually the the algorithm is totally different, and uh, I'm I'm putting the same video throughout, and I'm a little bit lazy uh, because the same video also used for IG and Facebook story, so I restrict it to fifteen seconds. So I have four platforms. Uh, I say you, you want to consider FB is every story, IG story, IG reel, TikTok, and YouTube shots. But uh, the thing is, because I uh, TikTok and the YouTube shot is relatively new, so the traction is is is, is not, it's not there. Uh. But I find it very strange. Uh, sometimes the format is almost the same. Uh, the just the the call to action and maybe the content video is different. Uh. Even though the day posting is is the same, uh, I have very drastic results. Uh, some can be very bad, some can be very good. Uh. Same like uh, Jason, uh, 3,000 plus real view. Uh, yes, uh. So I, I'm still playing with it. Uh. I, I, I don't have an answer for it. Uh. Yeah. I think it's, it's not about finding the answer for it. Uh. It's about it's finding organic. your own kind of momentum. Because uh, what happened to me is, you know, I guess for my kind of video, 
uh, one of the reasons why I probably get a little bit more traction is because I have a follower base over there already. That's totally unfair kind of comparison. But I think at the same time, it's because somehow it just hit some, I don't know, whatever, uh, don't know what happened. It's just start to feature my video a lot mm. for that short period of time. For TikTok, the initial few video is extremely important. And it's only on that country that you start. Say, example, you start in Singapore, you only show in Singapore. You won't show to Malaysia. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. Oh. So you only show in Singapore. So that, that, that few videos you have, better bonuses to, to reach out to people. After that, you will just die off. Well, how come so I didn't get a bonus one? As in, you oh, need to like so pathetic. Maybe that, la, maybe talaku, la, nobody's looking for that. Thing. And, uh, like... TikTok video you put already, I cannot edit one. Uh. I forgot to put hashtag. I know, I know. I, know. <laughs> I realized that <laughs> also. So I think come to this discussion, uh, I mean, can we safely conclude that somehow if you are looking for international client, TikTok may not be a good, good, good platform because it actually is, although it's international platform, but it kind of zoom into your country, your origin mm, country. I didn't know that. about that. I didn't know that also. I kind of like, you know, thanks oh, for bringing it up. Uh, I'm like, curious to try it out. All right. Yeah. When I, I have the time. Why not? Why not? When, when I can commit to another platform. <laughs> yeah. No. The I thought of yeah. getting on another platform is so tiring. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. But to me, la, I mean, seriously, it's just if you want to leverage, I believe if you're talking about service-based business, right? Mm -hmm. Online service-based business, you know, so these kind of businesses, uh, whatever that you're going to start out, if whether you're a service provider or you're an expert or a coach and something like that, right? I guess most of your clients, most of our clients I can relate, uh, are looking for us on uh, Google. Me, mm. you know? that's another way yeah. of doing it. Since you are, you are, you are pretty strong, you are strong in Pinterest, Mm -hmm. You can actually do your know, post on asking your followers and say how many of them are actually on TikTok. Mm. If you know, if oh, I you say, mean... yeah, do a post and say how just randomly ask you know who is on TikTok and then that will give you an yeah, indication whether was, maybe on Instagram, yeah, because uh, Pinterest is not really a community platform; no, really? it's a search no. engine. So you, you there is That's no. True something like there's instagram no, stories no no no, no interaction okay. with people it's just that you put your it's a bit like blogging hmm. or like youtube putting up a youtube video you put your content there and when people are searching for that content they find it they come to your website uh, well, yeah. yeah you there's no social element there yeah hmm. although hmm. yeah you can comment on a pin you can like a pin that's about it that's probably though yeah. That's okay. Yeah. I, I still kind of like forgot about Pinterest. Not that familiar with Pinterest. Huh? Don't worry. It's it's the platform that even you know people in the U.S. where it's really commonly used. They know mm. how to use this for their personal use. But when it comes to using it as a business, people get confused. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, they try to match Pinterest with how social media works, and it doesn't work that way. Yeah. yeah it's a different animal. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Right. So so I guess to I mean since we we're actually at the topic of finding your first few clients let's say if you're yeah. starting up your online business finding your first few clients i guess uh you gotta be a little bit more active you know probably go to places where uh, your potential clients probably hang out and go there and uh, provide value share something yeah. and then at the same time i think a uh, very important advice learning from uh, me and myself is uh dedicate some time to do marketing you know you just gotta yeah. do it you know i mean we are always eventually when we have clients which is a happy thing right you know we get mm -hmm. busy delivering and then uh, we forgot about the importance of marketing because you have to always remember you see yeah. it happened to me like donkey number of times and uh, i would be like holy every time i'm at it again you will complete the project when you complete the project then you'll be like What's next? <laughs> What's next? <laughs> what, where's the next client coming from? Client. But then you go like, you know, over, yeah. I mean, reinventing the whole wheel right. over. It's like, yeah. oh, I got to go do marketing. I got to go do marketing yeah, and all these things. Yeah. That, that's why I like this, you know, what they call inbound marketing, like content marketing. marketing. What, you do, what you're doing on YouTube, your YouTube videos are there forever. People can find you anytime. You know, you have this big whole library of YouTube <clears throat> where people can find discover you uh it's the same thing with finding getting found through blogging on google and pinterest um another thing i haven't uh talked about is you know when you become a little more confident in your I'm, I'm, this is like a little bit the next stage but you can also do it when you're starting out especially if you know your 
subject matter very well is uh, like going on people's podcasts, uh, like collaborations, wow, like borrowing right. other people's audiences. This is something that I wished I had done earlier in the days. Uh, you know, it, it's something that I just started to focus more on this year. Wow. Um, like going on people's podcasts, getting, uh, speaking, like doing presentations in other people's Facebook groups. Uh, it, it's like you're leveraging other people's audiences yeah. to get, instead of just creating your own content and, you know, waiting for people to come to your website. Yeah. I mean, you, you can do both, but what I mean is you can, that's, that's another powerful strategy that you can leverage. For me, in the beginning, I didn't, yeah, go ahead. I didn't have the confidence, so yeah, I didn't do that in the beginning. Yeah. Easier to take the beaten track. Huh? Yeah. Than to, than to it, oh, yeah. Beat. Like, in cut, cut, a, cut a thread out. Uh, <laughs> take someone that is, that is try and proven. Yeah. And then as long as that's the right audience that they have the right audience that you know you're, you share a common audience mm. it's very similar to like the traditional marketing where you get a pr media feature on in the online business world it comes in the form of like podcasting yeah. uh doing summits have you mm. yeah like have you watched like um uh participated in any summits or like watch any summits it's like uh you know like a, a, a virtual event where there are like uh, different speakers yes. making their own presentations but i of course uh it takes you need to know the right people to get into those things so that's why i'm in some facebook groups where people are like looking for speakers or summits <laughs> that's why i'm back in facebook groups now <laughs> to look ah, okay. these kind right. of um, yeah. um, and, uh, speaking engagements mm. But I like it, you know, I think it's a very good piece of advice because eventually leveraging uh, and collaboration is really something very important. Um, yeah. Podcast back then, I mean, I mean, I do, I, I'm very much into podcasts right now. But then again, what do you think about a podcast in our part of the world? Not really, right? Podcast in the Western mm -hmm. countries, maybe yes. Yeah, it makes sense for me because it's targeting the US. Yeah. Makes sense yeah. for me. Yeah. I think. Uh, in Asia, there are more like niche, like the podcasts are more, uh, I am not very familiar with business related podcasts. If there are any, then that could be relevant. You know, if you serve local, uh, businesses, it depends on where your ideal clients are. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of podcasts, they are, they could talk about like a certain topic that is that you you cannot go in and talk about for example a podcast that talks about movies it's not relevant no. right yeah, true. yeah. so if, if there's a podcast that talks about a local podcast that talks about digital marketing for example that could be the right fit for for you right this one. and even for one. us yeah oh you, yeah. you okay. this is actually a podcast but i like this one <laughs> i forgot to update the podcast side you, for a while. yeah so now you're inviting guests to your yeah. podcast right yeah. so this this will be turned into a podcast that's really cool how you repurpose your content you know across all platforms because we are just lazy <laughs> <laughs> yeah I it's mean, working smarter podcasting <laughs> is very important because if you ask me uh, actually i started my my personal podcast i think about a month plus ago uh, we just crossed 80 episodes i think 60 70 something close to 80 episodes right now uh, mm -hmm. I, I was i was gung-ho that i say i want to post every day collapse no Cannot very difficult no very podcast difficult. i think once a week is a good a good frequency uh, yeah day. once a week is fine because you see uh i believe once a week may not be enough really you probably want to do two to three per week because if people listen they want to binge listen oh but so it will snowball have... over time right you just but it also depends on how long is your content Oh, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. If it's an yeah. hour, very unlikely. I mean, unless I have nothing yeah. else to do. So I, I actually do a mix of things. Lah. Basically, I have some long form, I have some short form content. And eventually, you see, like, it actually spike, you know. Uh, like, okay, now, uh, just to share a little bit. Uh, podcast, if you ask me, is very suitable if you already have a kind of, like, a, a so-called follower base. Yeah. Okay, you use podcast to nurture them. 
And then if you are doing some active lead generation, you use podcasts to nurture them as well. Like, you know, my funnel is a little bit like this, you know, I do YouTube videos, right? I also do uh, active lead gen, I run ads. So when I do lead gen, when they come into my universe, uh, one of the things that I would invite them to do is to listen to my podcast. Because if you look at it, like close to 80 episodes, it's a lot of things. So they will just, so basically when I do that, right, when I, when I actively do my lead gen, my podcast listen, uh, download number is going to spike. Oh. And during that period of time, the leads that comes back for the one-on-one call, I would say 90% of them would say, I've listened to your podcast. Oh, oh interesting. I see. Yeah, and so I, that's your nurturing platform. Right. And I find I it more powerful than YouTube. Oh. YouTube, YouTube is, is like your discovery, right? Yes. People discover YouTube you. is the top of funnel, the inflow mm. that yep. you bring people into your universe. And then listening to the podcast really is where is when these people feel that they are kind of like oh i know this guy already because seriously your ear is super powerful it makes you feel you know this person so the Great. lesson is never let jason get into your brain <laughs> it's very powerful it's actually very powerful i really love it you know if some so, industry this one cannot work uh. some some industry is more visually driven can use podcasts uh. That's why you have to pick the right platform. Combination, I guess. It's a combination. I, I, I think, you know, is you you have audio type of audience, you have visual type of audience. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, they can come from at the end of the day, if they are quality audience, you don't care. Yeah, you true. Know, you know, and... Uh, well, I see the, the so-called, our command count is coming up, but wait. <laughs> yep, okay. Let me, share. Wait, let me yeah. check if there's any one coming up. Um, oh, Sharon is asking, yeah. what about Clubhouse? Okay, can I say this now? Wait, <laughs> what Clubhouse? <laughs> it's the yeah. app that I downloaded and never used. <laughs> yeah, yeah I have to thank Andrew for bringing me in. And I was like, okay, I was in for a while, joined yeah. a room for a while. And I was like, what do I do here? Yeah, after, I think after, after four or five lessons, I gave up. And the reason mm. I would download, because I just want to get hold of the handle, you know, we don't know what's going to happen, but yeah. I think for me, Clubhouse, my yeah. Yes, I mean, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I mean, just saying. To me, Clubhouse is it takes a lot of commitment. Absolutely. It's you can repurpose your content, right? Yeah. You, you can record it. Yeah, and yeah. You're I mean, who's the later part of it? Yes, you can, right? You can. can you? Repurpose that. Oh. After I was, I was told that you know, later part okay. of the, the journey, they they, they allowed that. But mm. then again, even for listeners, I gotta be there, live. Mm. Yeah. Live radio. conversation and mm. that takes a lot of commitment in my opinion yeah you you want to say something may oh yeah i was i wanted to say for me the challenge was that uh the the clubhouse parties that happen are usually in the u.s time oh, yes. so it's always when i'm sleeping so oh, i can never attend i can never listen to it yeah, okay. so sometimes you also have to no, oh yeah. yeah, what about your time management? Eh? You follow their time uh, or they follow your time? I Pinterest management is very simple. You, I, I just do it at my own time. I oh, don't need nice. to. Only for only if there are like I need to make presentations or client calls, I would choose my early mornings or like times like this, 10, mm. 11 p.m. Yeah. Yeah. Quick question. Uh, so sometimes Facebook actually uh, roll out things based on countries. So US normally get get the, the earlier release, but you are based in Singapore, so will it impact you? See some features you are not. Really yes, using? yes, it does. So sometimes if I need to like access a new feature, I would, I have to, you know, as I use my clients' accounts, I get to use them. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hmm. True. Well, your clients are actually coming from that, so you can actually. Yeah. Get and you're managing the account, so it's as much yeah. as it's as good as yours, anyways. Okay. Yeah. True. Yeah. True. Is there any advice you can share with us about client management? I mean, oh my God, that's kind of like the toughest thing to a lot of people. Right? That's the reason why I stopped my agency work. There's another headache. Yeah. Well, not headache, right? It's a challenge. It's no, it's not a challenge if you like it. Mm-hmm. Let's put it this way. Mm-hmm. Because some people love it. I've met some client manager, account manager, they love this. Thing. Mm-hmm. But it's just not for everyone. So what if yeah. I, I don't like doing it? So what would be your advice in terms of balancing this whole thing up? 
Yeah, I guess clients can come in the, in many different forms. Uh, I would say I've been lucky that I didn't ha really ha have a really, what I call a bad client. Um, I, I think it also boils down to your boundaries, setting boundaries. In the beginning, of course, you know, like when, when I was starting out, I was just, uh, uh, you know, let them, you know, Manage try you. to please them yeah. Uh, yeah not manage me or try to please them as much as possible but i realized that that's that's not how i want to run you know my services that it, it's it's it, you might end up getting burned out in the end so whether you're working with a team or just you're di directly working with clients i think the first thing is communication um it's very important from the beginning, you have to set certain boundaries. So what I do is uh, when a client comes on board, I would send them uh, you know, a web page on my website where I list down how I work, my working hours, you know, like when, how, within how many hours they can expect to receive and reply, uh, like all the, you know, like the best practices of how I work mm. and uh, put it in a way that is, it's also in their benefit, actually, uh, because you, when when you are when they know what to expect from the beginning, they won't run all over you. Uh, th at least that's what I experienced. Um, but of course, sometimes when you're work, when when you the more clients we work with, maybe the more different types of clients you come across. Yeah. yeah. Management, yeah, managing clients. Of course, there are times when, you know, like Pinterest is not always like going up, up, up. There's times when it goes up and down. This month, the let's say the stats are down. How do I explain it? Um, I have to really like go and find, um, you know, the go and dig the reason for why it's happening. And sometimes this could even happen for months uh, for reasons that are we couldn't uncover. Sometimes the algorithm change and, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes the client's content that is not resonating with the audience, um, things like that. So I think for me, the stress comes when there are months when the stats are down because mm. marketing it's about like stats going up all the time right yeah. um so when the stats are up you know the when the time you send a report uh it's it's all Easy, good yeah. and sunshine <laughs> yeah. easier to write reports yeah. like this and and jason you were asking from like you have an example of a scenario where you didn't like like managing no I, it's account. not about the client that i you know it's not because I, of the client okay it's, it's really uh to me is but, um yeah, I mean, account management part of it, the, right? The client the work part of things is like you know, I I love my clients, you know. Mm -hmm. Even though sometimes I do met some interesting clients, but I would say ninety-one percent of my clients are all good people, awesome people. I'm not saying that I'm not. I I don't like to hang out with them. I do, but then again, it's just the amount of work because I am the kind of person who prefer. I mean, I really enjoy doing the ads strategy analytics yeah, and all that. But so. when it comes to you know talking to client and all that. Um, and managing the reporting and all that is just not something that I yeah. really enjoy. I hate the reporting side. Yeah. I dread when it comes to the Me end too. of the project. It's like, yeah. oh my goodness, what did I do for the one whole month? You know, I got to track back. Yeah. And by the time you take about three, four days to just prepare a stupid report and you present the client, the client just asks for one question and that's for it. Like, that's about it, man. That's about it. So write it down, just write it down, whatever you do. Like, easier said than done. La. Easier I mean, I mean, I, so basically, I think this is a very important uh, portion. If you are listening to this or you're thinking about starting your own online service-based yeah. businesses, you got to be aware about the potential kind of like, um, you see, I mean, I would say if you, even if you love the job, there might, there must be something that you don't enjoy doing. It's not about you hating yeah. the work. It's just, yeah. you don't enjoy doing. So you got to be aware about that. And uh, what I learned along the way, something I actually didn't do very well is I, you got to somehow dedicate your time. Because when it comes to running an online service-based business, it's not just about this, you know. Yeah, external things like, for example, the administration work, mm. the accounting work. Wearing I mean, all the hats. It's yeah. you. Yeah. It's got to be you. unless Especially you have if you're, you're working alone. Yeah. yeah. So these yeah. are all the things that I faced back then earlier, but probably now it's coming back to me. But then again, I guess um, you've got to be prepared for that as well. Yeah. So I what about... Think... Yeah, sorry. 
please go on. Uh, sorry, <laughs> I keep interrupting you. Sorry. No, it's okay. It's good. Um, I was gonna say, uh, I was gonna say that uh, in the beginning, when you're just starting out, you know, like the the prospect of getting new clients and working, um, like getting projects and getting paid for that is is really great but at some point it will start to get routine certain part of it will start to get routine mm -hmm. and also at a certain point your your hours are limited so it might get um you might hit an income ceiling at some time at some point of time this is what happening to me right now so um so there are when that happens there are two ways you can still scale uh, one one is to, to go for the agency route start an agency, hire teams to, to manage the, those client projects. And then the other, the other part of it is, uh, is to try scaling in a different way by adding more income streams, which I'm trying to do right now. Um, so I, so, so you can start to introduce digital products because you have learned so much from managing client accounts. So you can package it up into a course or ebook or you know a digital offer that you can offer. Um, yeah, but that's a different business model already. But um, what I'm saying is, if if you're just starting out as a service provider, that the I think the next step that you want to look at is you know just on focusing on getting clients, and then the later part that comes with it, like. You know, if you're feeling that you're not enjoying the work anymore, I wanted to say that there are solutions. There are, you're not stuck there. Mm -hmm. Jason also found a solution, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, eventually, uh, I totally agree with you. It's about multiplying your source of revenue. Yeah. I think it's very important. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure. I mean, which route are you actually looking at right now? Uh, multiple way of adding, like, you can't just... I think one thing you can do right now is it. I mean, what I've done in the past two years is really trying to piece things together. I said, like, what can I offer? But now at least I have a journey for this, you know, for all whoever comes from, you know, wherever you are. But I guess when you are doing this, you have to start looking at is there anything that you can create along the way? Like, I totally mm -hmm. agree with me. Like, you can always start with digital products. And even though you, you may think that, oh, if I create this course, nobody may want to learn from me. But let me give you this idea. It's very powerful. It become a very powerful weapon when you're closing a client. You just tell them that look, I have this course. You know, this is a bonus for you. You can actually learn this. And when you come in, then we'll be able to work at a more level kind of, you know, mm -hmm. like we'll be able to understand each other better. So that works so well for me because to be frank, clients wants to learn. They want to know, you know, they want to be, you know, they may not want to do the work, but they want to be in the know. You got to see if there is anything you can create. But of course, when it comes to multiplying or, you know, kind of like source revenue source, there are many things to do. But I totally agree with you. But I guess one way is, of course, uh, to kind of like increase the price. Yeah. That's one way. Yeah, that, that's another way. Yes. Yeah. But are you really thinking about going agency? <laughs> No, no, I, I didn't just, want to do that. Yeah. At, at some point, I hired uh, someone to do or to to hand over some of the client work. But I, maybe it's it's just the way I work. I I, I realized that um, if you know, um, one is the it, one thing is when you're when you start an agency. Uh, in my opinion, to to be able to hire out, you need to increase your prices to make it work. So I was stuck between I couldn't raise my prices because that's at the time that was what clients are willing to pay. Mm -hmm. And then hiring someone, I, my experience was that I was doing some some double work. But I know that's part mm -hmm. part and parcel of it. It could be that you need more training, and um, but I. At the end, what I found is that I didn't really enjoy or didn't want to start an agency. So, so I decided to like branch out into digital products. Yeah. So I think that's, year, that's smart. That's, I think that's smart. Yeah. That's very smart. You know, starting an agency is, yeah. More yeah. headache, I feel. Well, <laughs> I, had my, I had my 10, 10, 10 good years doing it. 10 bloody good years doing it, I guess. Yeah. I guess it's not for everybody. I think from, I think to do, 
to be able to seamlessly transition into, if you want to, into an agency model is, you got to be a very process and system oriented person. Yes, yes. 100%. If you if are, the SOPs. yes, then it's easier to transition. The, the, the thing is, I, I think similar to Jason, may, maybe, you know, same for you. For me, is I like to just create stuff and I'm really, really dumb or basically lousy in documentation. Only recently, I forced myself because I found out that, you know, like, you know, as you handle more clients, you're getting bogged down by things that you used to do and you forget and you got to go back and recreate again. So I'm, I'm forcing myself to try to systemize and process that. There's an onboarding mm -hmm. process, document them, set it ready. There's a questionnaire process and all those things. And as you build this, if you are consistent with it, then eventually becomes easier for you to transition to agency if you want to yeah but if you're free, free for all kind of person like me i tell you the guy is going to sit down at me and look you know ask you what you want them to do and say you have no idea you're going to end up okay never mind i'll do it myself because i have no idea i can't tell you i've got to yeah. do it and realize sometimes that that's what i what i experience as well that's why it takes a certain type of skill to run an agency and yes. i realize that that's yeah. not my thing <laughs> So, yeah, you know, for you guys out there, if you are free for all, then uh, be careful when you go to the agency route. <laughs> you will be the one doing most of the work. Yeah, man, seriously. So, yeah, I guess uh, that leads us to eleven oh one. So wow. that wraps. It's an hour. I believe this episode is very useful because you're actually listening from not just me. You know, a bit of sharing from myself and Andrew. You know, because we have had a fair share of building some online service-based business and i believe that serves a, as a probably a good kickstart for you uh remember marketing 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 is important but of course servicing is also another part you got to deliver yeah. but you always have to remember it's about one step at a time building a reputation which eventually you become an expert it's a lot easier for you to get client and uh, for you to command different uh so kind of price point and all that so it's a journey uh, it you need end. to be able to attract, which is marketing, and you need to be able to deliver, which is basically your service. Correct. So yeah. welcome to the world of online service provider. So Absolutely. we do yeah. everything basically. Correct. Okay. So uh, okay, before we go, Manfred. Wow. Uh, wow. Showing this uh, May two photo and video editor. It, uh, I'm showing you the Google Play Store. Uh, but uh, I gotta bring it up. Oh, okay. Yet again, I can't send the link in because I can't chat. It's okay. Oh, they okay. can just uh, look for me too. Yeah, I think this app everybody knows lah. It's me too. Uh, is it a Chinese app? It sounds very Chinese to me. Oh yeah, it yeah, is. It's from it China. Is. It's from okay, China. Okay, okay. Uh, it's, but it's in English instructions uh, so no need to worry lah. But basically, the the need comes actually when you take videos, and a lot of times when you take videos on your phone. Right. the lighting is uh, not ideal okay that's for my scenario so you only get have that one chance and honestly the lighting you know is uh, okay the 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 pace of the video you can use editor to edit uh, right. but the the lighting is an issue so these two where the source of your video is actually in your phone you can use this and you can choose a filter for me i i choose a filter i can choose the right filter to brighten it up uh, so it looks much better. You can do a lot of magical tricks. In fact, I don't even know that a lot of ladies actually use this to you know make their skin look whiter, slimmer. So, so this is this is one marvelous tool. Uh, and and as I I think I shared it before, I I used to work with one uh, junior graphic designer. She really blew my mind. You no, know, everything I do, uh, I always on a laptop on a MacBook. She can do it on a phone. Yeah. So how productive it is. You, you're on the train, she's doing work now. On the mm. train, I, I read now. Or I watch you, YouTube. Same, yeah. yeah. I got no choice. I got no choice. I can only read or I watch YouTube. But she's doing work. Oh, she can that's amazing. Man. I can't do that. May no 2 way. on the phone. Uh, in fact, CapCut on the phone, editing. Of course, there are restrictions. Uh. There are restrictions here and there. But there are some quality work can be done on the phone. So, I'm feeling, <laughs> I'm feeling I'm becoming a dinosaur. So I'm just okay. So the younger generations are the one that you should really watch out and learn from them, lah. So this is one tool that I'm introducing me yeah. to. Yeah. Still a desktop person, lah. I mean, not a mobile yeah. guy. I learned, I learned the mobile thing. I learned the mobile thing. Yeah. I, I, I did my podcast episode over there, and I did my 
um, my, phone, my videos, uh, my not the YouTube videos, but my short videos on the phone. It's wow. a video editor, is it? Yeah, Mobile I use InShot. If you, if you want to talk about that, I use InShot. InShot, yeah. In oh, short, yeah. InShot, I downloaded before. Yeah. Powerful. Powerful. I, I went for the paid version. Totally worth it. Okay. Yeah. And I also use, if you want to do the podcast editing, I use Anchor. Anchor. Very easy editing. Just pop, pop, pop. At one point, I was using like mobile record. Ta-da-da. Yeah. You know, up. One episode. Wow. Next week, uh, wow, we will let Jason do it. What What do you want? I talked I talk about it already. So next week, wow, this week, our team. Demonstration <laughs> <laughs> in short. <laughs> yeah, actually, in short, in short, in short. I mean, just go for it. But yeah, these are all powerful tools. Like, if you want to go caption, I have a lot. You know, if you talk about video editing on the mobile, I can I can talk about that. Maybe I give you some some other tools to look at. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. I, I tried using Canva on, on app and, and uh, you know, after... Oh, after no, it's very clunky. Very yeah. clunky. I didn't well, like it. Though, I do Canva editing. I only I use do... Canva to download stuff if I want to put something on Instagram. Oh, or, you know, oh yeah, me too. Yeah, so, I, I use it to edit my YouTube thumbnails in, 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 in the mobile. Oh, oh really? In, in mobile? Or has yeah. Been... yeah, I do that. I, I do prefer that. desktop for sure. Just in out, in out, in out, in out, in out, yeah. Wow. So, but yeah, it's just, you know... Okay, I can try it. It's quite interesting. But with that, you know, I think that that wraps that up really, uh, really powerful sharing from me. Thank you so much for joining us again after 60 over weeks. Wow. Thank you Surprise for having me again. Yeah, I mean, we just wish you all the best for, you know, whatever plan that you have this year, really, in terms of multiplying your revenue, mm. uh, source of revenue. Really best of luck for that. And uh, yeah, maybe one day we can actually have another chat because there'll be more platforms we talk about, like my another podcast. Actually, we can have some sharing over there you, you have the courses you mentioned is it out already oh, yeah. okay. where do we find you uh i also oh, i you mean my website it's okay uh, website? you know uh your yeah. website where, where where should we send people yeah. to let's start with that the website can you read it out can you read it out okay it's uh maythanda.com m-a-y-t-h-a-n-d-a.com yeah sorry about that i won't be able to paste the comment over here so this is just Kaput on me. So maypanda.com. Just go over. If you need help on Pinterest, she is that person you need to work with. Yep. Right? Reach out to me. I can connect connect you with her. Yeah. Yeah. So just talk to Manfred. All right. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks for joining us. Uh, I think you guys did here. Thanks, Sharon. And uh, thanks, Jing. And whoever is commenting, I won't be able to see that over here. Sorry about that. One of those days. It doesn't discount the quality of this episode. Thank you, May, for joining us. With that, thank you. you Yeah, we urgent this one. See you next week. Same time. uh, Episode 93. Episode 93, correct. So, all right. See you next week. Thanks, guys. Good night. night. Bye bye. Bye. That means. Thank you for listening to the Small Biz Marketing Podcast. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe and share this to anyone of your friends that might find this useful. Thank you for listening once again and I'll see you around.